Hello, this is Jonathan Jedick, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. All right, I have meticulously been studying the Royals Media Guide. It's Davo on Clubhouse Conversation, the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. And I'm so into this media guide, making sure I correctly pronounce our guest today's name. Jonathan Jedjik. I'm 99% sure I'm right on that. We're going to ask here in a second. Jonathan Jedjik, who is with the Omaha Storm Chasers right now. And you've been seeing the name, at least I have, the last few years. And you think, wow, interesting name. And, oh, wow, interesting stats. Oh, that looks pretty good. Wow. You look at the stats that Jedjik has been putting up, you can't help but be impressed. He joins us today on Clubhouse Conversation, currently in the rotation for the Omaha Storm Chasers. They are in Omaha at the moment. He's not pitching tonight, so he was nice enough to jump on his off day and join us here today on Clubhouse Conversation. We're going to talk to him about his entire life in baseball, going back to growing up in Texas, pitching at Lamar. He was drafted a couple of times. Boston drafted him first, went back to college for his senior season, then the Royals took him in the 2013 draft in the 13th round. A 6-1 lefty. Jedrick is nicknamed iChart. Got to be a cool story there. We'll find that one out coming up in a bit. Last year was Northwest Arkansas's AA Pitcher of the Year, a postseason Texas League All-Star. Going back the year before that with Wilmington was an All-Star, a guy who is striking out nearly a hitter per inning throughout his minor league career, and that makes me excited. I'm all about strikeouts and innings pitch. Maybe that's the DraftKings in me, you know, loving <laughs> loving the strikeouts and innings pitch. But, yeah, Jedjik, very excited about him and the future he has and the Royals organization. Off to a very nice start with Omaha as well through his first four starts, and he joins us now by phone on Clubhouse Conversation here. Jonathan, first of all, thanks for your time, and second of all, how's everything going with you? Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's going well. Uh, just Hanging out today, waiting to go up to the field, but uh, not doing a whole lot this morning. Yeah, just hanging out here on this Thursday, and I and I got the you know enunciation correct, the pronunciation. It is Jedjik. Uh, are you are you semi impressed at least? Yeah, I mean that was really good for the first time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, usually it's nowhere close to that. So yeah, that was really impressive that you're able to get get that close to it. So, like, let's think back to, like, college. So what what are some classic mispronunciations? So, you know, the first day they're going through a roll and seeing who's there and who's dropped. And, you know, what's some of the best last name attempts you've heard, you know, with your spelling? Um, a lot of people try to pronounce the Z a lot. So it will be, like, Zedzik or, or uh, I mean, I don't know. I've heard some pretty crazy ones. I don't, I can't even remember half of them <laughs> because I don't, I don't usually expect people to get it, so. Usually when people say anything uh, just out there, I would usually just raise my hand or whatever and say here, like with roll call or anything. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would, I would usually just follow along and I'd I'd, uh, I'd help them out before they got to it. Is that is that Polish? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's Polish. Polish. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. And then, uh, so a lot of nicknames. You've had several of them. Uh, the, you know, my favorite's probably iChart. Kind of explain where that came from. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was in uh, summer ball. 
I heard that once, but I really didn't pay much attention to it. And then I got uh, drafted by the Royals and came in, and they started calling me Ice Heart, so I had to get them to kind of explain it to me. Uh, and, yeah, they were saying it looks like the uh, Ice Heart at the doctor's office when you go in and get your eyes tested. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty funny uh, getting explained to me for the first time. Yeah, well, you're off to a great start this year. You know, obviously picking up uh, right where you've left off the last few years, really. So, Triple A Omaha, 1.64 ERA. You've got 24 Ks and 22 innings there over four starts. How much fun are you having? Oh, it's a blast. Uh, it's a real fun team. Uh, a lot of a good mix of guys. You know, you got some uh, guys who've been up in the big leagues. You know, have a lot of experience there, and then you have a lot of guys I've played with. You know, going through the system. So it's it's great having some. Uh, some guys you've been around, and, and it's also good having these guys who you're able to learn a little bit from. And, uh, it, you know, just the whole group really messes well together. And and also the coaching, uh, I'm learning a lot from Hopkins right now. He's he's uh, really smart when it comes to pitching and all, so I'm really trying to learn as much as I can from him. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of guys with big league experience. There really is in that Omaha team when you look at it up and down. Who are some of the guys that you've kind of, you know, uh, you know, gotten to know extra who have kind of helped you the most, the uh, you know, current guys who have played in the big leagues in that Omaha team? Um, probably the biggest person I've uh, talked to, even even in spring training, would be John Lannon. Mm-hmm. Um, being a lefty and all, and he's, he's had pl- uh, some time up there. I was able to just kind of learn from him. You know, we pitched similar. So... You know he's really open and easy to talk to. He's he's a he's a really great guy and he's there to offer any any information you're willing to ask. You know he'll talk to you as long as you like. So I say he's been a big guy and I mean really most of the guys are are pretty easy to talk to. So I mean any of the guys really you can learn a lot from. Well, the other night against Colorado Springs, you went five innings, three-run ball. You had the five Ks, which is good. I'm sure the four walks you didn't love. But uh, as far as between double-A and triple-A hitters then, you always hear like the jump. Uh, most guys I talk to say from high-A to double-A is kind of the biggest jump you notice. Have you noticed much of a difference between double-A and triple-A hitter-wise, strike zone-wise, anything? Or is you know is that accurate to you where you found that A to double-A was tougher? Um, I think A to double-A was probably tougher. Um I mean, AAA, I think, is just more experience. You'll have guys you'll face in the lineup who've been in the big leagues and everything. And I guess you might have that a little bit in AA, but, you know, AAA guys are up and down. So I feel like that might be the biggest thing in AAA is you're facing guys who, you know, maybe were in the big leagues for quite a, quite a long time and they're with a different team now and they're down in AAA. So, uh, but, yeah, as far as, as a jump, I think from high to AA, um, I mean, there's there's little differences here and there between double A and triple A, but um, yeah, I'd say I'd say higher to double A is probably the biggest. Well, especially when you go from you know like a, a graveyard for hitting in, in the Carolina League in Wilmington, where it's like impossible to hit home runs, and you go to the Texas League where they jump out every other second, right? <laughs> the ball. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Wilmington was a great place to pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, kind of a scouting report on you. So, give us, you know, what pitches do you do you feature in the in the arsenal, and then where do you kind of sit and top out at? Uh, I fastball, uh, two seam, four seam, and then I've got a curveball, changeup, and cutter. Um, still kind of tinkering with a cutter and tinkering with a two seam too, trying to get more consistency there. Uh, velocity wise, I sit anywhere from eighty seven to ninety ninety one. And top out a little more than that, um, and then other my other pitches just vary depending on the day. 
Yeah, and you've obviously shown, uh, like we talked about earlier, the strikeouts. So not only are you missing bats, you're missing barrels as well. What kind of is your strikeout pitch? I mean, is, what is the pitch that really kind of you put away guys with? It allows you to strike out so many guys. Uh, well, I mean, you'd like to in your fastball, but not everyone's uh, got that 100 miles an hour. So I kind of have to work on, you know, maybe setting hitters up and sequencing pitches and stuff. Uh, if I had to say... It'd be change up in curveball and, and just kind of work with those. Um, that's one thing that Hawkins has really been teaching us is, is uh, sequencing hitters and, and starting to set up hitters and, and uh, you know, taking that in the game and actually seeing it unfold, uh, you know, in front of you is actually a really cool thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to work, work at that, and it's, it's going pretty good so far. Now speaking of Hawkins, I need to look this up. I'm pretty sure. Have you heard this? Where he threw a no hitter? Was he in that game when two guys threw a no hitter and one of them lost? Yeah, I think he he lost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he threw. Yeah, he threw a no hitter. It didn't count. I think they went into. Uh, yeah, I guess he got the loss with a no hitter, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's how I'm 35, man. That's how old I am. I can remember that as a kid. I remember like you know reading the newspaper the next morning before the internet, and I'm like, wow, this guy yeah, threw a no hitter. <laughs> Somebody told me about it. I had to look it up. I just, uh, you don't see that happen very often, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so speaking of uh, you know looking through the the paper or media guide, you know I've got my 2016 Royals media guide in front of me. It's pretty cool seeing you in there, man. The non roster invitees. So you know not only do you get your own shiny bio with lots of info about you and a full page now instead of being in the back there with the minor league guys. I mean, how, <laughs> but you also you got the experience of being there obviously with the big league guys. You mentioned you know a couple of them earlier, but you know the the whole like, spring training non roster invitee and being up there in major league camp for a while. What was that like for you? Oh, that was awesome. You know, that's a blessing. Anytime you can be a uh, part of that, because you know a lot of people don't get that opportunity. So when they called me and, and gave me the invite, I was excited. And you know, especially the team coming off World Series, uh, you know, winning the World Series. And uh, there's a lot of excitement. You know, getting there, everyone was excited to get back after it. And uh, it's just a great group of guys too. Everyone, like I said, it was just up and down. Everyone's really easy to talk to. You know, you, everyone's. You know, it's a team. You know, everyone, everyone's looking after each other. It's real fun to be around, and it was a great experience. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything better to start off the season. That's for sure. Had to be cool to throw to Salvador Perez too, right? I don't think I ever had to throw to him, but really, I heard it. I heard it was pretty fun for others. Yeah, he's got the the pitchers always tell me he's got like the the big hand, so it feels like you're like only fifty five feet away instead of sixty, like yeah, which they like. Yeah, Big hands, and he's a huge target to pitch to, so you feel yeah. like the strike zone's huge with him back there. All right, well, something to look forward to then in, uh, yeah, in, in the near future. So, okay, so let's go back and talk more about uh, your background then. So, you know, kind of from the start. So, Humble, Texas is where you grew up. You threw a no-hitter, by the way, during your senior year of high school. So, well, I guess the first question is, where is Humble near Houston? Where exactly is that? Uh, yeah, it's uh, 15 minutes north of Houston. It's actually... Uh, pronounced humble. Oh, it's I mean, humble. Yeah. Really? Yeah, humble. But yeah, for people who aren't there, they, they, everyone calls it humble. But I figured I'd give you a inside information there that way. <laughs> if you ever run into somebody? Nice. I love uh, that. I pronounced your last name right somehow, but I missed the name of the city. That that makes sense, right? <laughs> hey, well, I mean, it is. And I mean, if you anywhere else, it's pronounced humble. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if you hear about, isn't it the Woodlands where all those pitchers are from? That's Houston too, right? Yeah, the Woodlands. We have a few guys out of the Woodlands, yeah. Like Carter Hope, right, is one of them, I think, right? 
yeah, Hope, uh, Brickhouse. Uh, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's others too. There's usually a lot of guys that come out of that high school. Okay, so did you grow up an Astros fan? I did actually. Yeah, I was a big Astros fan growing up. Uh, I mean, I still, I still keep up with them, but. Obviously, I'm a Royals fan now. So yeah, that was quite the quite the ALDS last year. That's for sure. Um, I know it was, it was fun to watch. So you hear about you know high school football being huge down in Texas. I'm guessing maybe not quite as like I don't want to say psycho, but not quite as passionate. You know, in the big city maybe as it would be in some of the smaller areas of, of Texas. But I mean, was 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 baseball always your first love? Did you play both growing up? And, and where did baseball fit in? No, I, I didn't play much football. Uh, I, you know, I never played in school or anything. I'd play it for fun. But, yeah, baseball's always been, uh, yeah, my love. I've always loved baseball over any other sport. I mean, I grew up, I played maybe basketball a little bit. <clears throat> and then uh, golf would pr- probably be second. But, yeah, baseball's always been first for me. Was was pitching always your uh, your strength when it came to baseball? And then who do you kind of credit for helping you at, at a younger, you know, junior high, high school age? Who do you kind of credit to helping you become the pitcher that got you to Lamar? Um, I had a lot of uh, – I was fortunate to have a lot of good coaches growing up. And uh, I think the biggest uh, contributor would be David Clyde, which for a lot of baseball fans knows him pretty well. Uh, he's actually – I started working with him when I was like 13 or 14, and and uh, you know I've stayed in touch with him. I still throw with him quite a bit, so I'd probably credit him with the helping me out the most to to this point, getting into college and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Were your parents big baseball people? Oh yeah, yeah. My dad, uh, he grew up uh, playing baseball. I didn't get to play college or anything, but he loves baseball. You know, he's. Uh, anytime they can come out and watch, it's, it's obviously tough now, uh, being so far away from home. But anytime they can come out, they always love uh, bringing all the brothers and sisters and everyone out to watch. So that's always fun. Yeah. Well, you went to, like I mentioned, University of Lamar. So all-time strikeout leader in school history. You struck out 317 batters, even despite having some elbow issues. I mean, you missed some time. What freshman or sophomore year? I guess it was. You know, what what were those issues, and how'd you uh, how'd you rehab and get through them? Um. Yeah. It was, uh, I guess my sophomore year, I had a wind up having a stress fracture in my elbow, and uh, luckily enough, I didn't have to have surgery or anything. I just rested. Uh, let's see like six months I had to sit out and just not do anything and I uh, went back to the doctor everything was completely healed up so I was very fortunate uh, I know a lot of guys who've had that problem have had to have screws and stuff put in their elbow and um, I was fortunate enough to the way my elbow cracked or whatever that they said that it, screws weren't needed so just I just rested and then started just doing basic rehab stuff now, how did you choose Lamar in the first place? Were there some other suitors, or was that the best one, or what made you choose to go there? Uh, I mean, there were other people, but uh, you know, I'm a big family guy, and they were hour and 15 minutes away from my house, and I wanted to give my family as much opportunity to come watch me pitch as possible. So, um, you know, I and I mean, I didn't, I didn't really want to put a. Uh, they gave me one of the best offers, so I didn't want to put much financial burden on my family either. I was trying to to uh, take care of it as much as possible for them, and and uh, Lamar was the best fit when it came to that. 
So what was your major then? And, uh, you know, if you weren't playing baseball, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Uh, my major is kinesiology, and I'm one, uh, let's see, one class away from graduating with that. And I want to go back and get my master's and maybe possibly coach, uh, you know, maybe high school, but maybe college too. And uh, if that doesn't work out, I'm not really sure. Um, I'm sure there's other things. I can figure out what to do, but I think what I'd really want to do is probably coach at the college level. Yeah, well, hopefully that's not for what fifteen to eighteen years, right? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I got some time with that. So. <laughs> and hopefully you're a, you're the old dude. Hopefully in the masters yeah. classes, the forty year old guy that's in there. That everyone's like, "What's that guy doing here?" Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so now the Red Sox did draft you, which I didn't even realize this until I looked this up. So you know, most people probably don't know this, but Boston did draft you in the thirty seventh round of two thousand twelve. You obviously elected to go back uh, to Lamar. Was that a pretty easy choice, or did you kind of sweat that one out and, and think it down to the wire? Uh, I mean, I thought about it because, uh, you know, I, I've all, I like the, you know, Red Sox too. Uh, I, I enjoy watching them and, uh, there's some guys, uh, you know, I, I've always liked watching growing up, you know, playing on them and that was one of the teams I kind of liked. So I, it wasn't a tough decision as far as going back, but it was the fact that, you know, it was the Red Sox and everything and, uh, you know, they at least maybe second, you know, think about it for a minute. Um, but as far as I don't think I, I – it wasn't really ever like a serious consideration because I felt like I could do better that next year and possibly get drafted higher up. So, um, yeah, it, it – uh, you know, the fact that it was the Red Sox and everything, I thought about it a little bit, but it wound up not being the best fit for me. And, you know, things are, I think, working out better now. That I that I waited another year. Yeah. Uh, so when did the Royals kind of come in the picture? Like, so were they around your junior year, sophomore year? Did the area scout watch you a lot? Did you think they might draft you as a junior, or did they kind of come in later, stronger? You know, right before they drafted you. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I want to say it was. I think it was honestly not. I don't think it was my junior year that they were uh, really talking to me. I think it was my senior year. I remember uh, starting to talk to uh, the scout. Um, I mean, I guess it could have been. I, I uh, but I, if I had to guess, I think it was my senior year. Yeah, because uh, I remember the scout who signed uh, the group of guys I was with in Idaho, and he he actually wound up going to coach somewhere in Texas after that that one year. So, uh, yeah, it was my it was my senior year. Like, actually came into play and. Uh, obviously thankful that they did. <laughs> Who was the scout? It, uh, man, now you put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, normally it says in the media guide, and it didn't say, but that makes sense if he's not employed anymore. Maybe they, you know, forgot yeah, or I, something. <laughs> yeah, I just blanked on his name. I was just thinking of his name, too. No, that's all uh, right. You might think of it later. Yeah. So it's no big deal. Just a random thought. Uh, so, you know, 13th round, you did do a lot better than the 30-whatever, 7th or 38th from Boston. So 13th round of 2013, was 13 the round you kind of thought, and then were the Royals kind of the team you thought might be the ones that took you? Honestly, I had no clue which team. Um, uh, I had a, an advisor at that point, and it was close to, you know, around where I got drafted, so I wasn't really – at that point, I wasn't – I didn't want to watch the draft. I didn't want to do anything because if 
I'm sitting there expecting to get drafted at some point and don't get drafted, I don't want to be disappointed. So I was just trying to stay dis- uh, stay busy, you know, just figuring stuff to do during the day while the draft was going on. And, uh, um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought. What was the question? Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, we're uh, just talking about, so where were you at then when you when you got the call? Like, you know, when you got the call, you'd been drafted. Uh, I was at my house. Um, actually, I might have been golfing. I think I was golfing, yeah. <laughs> I knew the draft was going to happen, so I decided to go play golf and just I have my phone on in case somebody called. But uh, like I said, I was trying to not even think about it. I was just trying to stay busy as I could. Yeah. Did did, uh, did the parents and family and friends have Royals gear within a few hours? The hats and the shirts and everything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they did. Uh, my parents ordered some stuff for later on but we had some family come over that night and they kind of celebrated and everything so it was definitely a good time i was real appreciative of everyone coming out to do that yeah yeah well so you sign you finish out 2013 you mentioned idaho falls earlier uh, 11 starts there you had a 268 era struck out a hitter per inning pretty much there uh you know so that first summer you're i mean you're far away from home texas boy out in idaho what was uh, the pioneer league <laughs> like and what was that experience like for you uh, I mean, it was fun, I guess. It was uh, a lot of long bus trips, and, you know, it's, it's uh, looking back, it's it's rookie ball, you know. You're just grinding through, a, you know, drive nine, ten hours through the night on bus and get off the bus, take a nap, and go out and play that night. Uh, you know, it was, it was cool seeing that part of the country, too. I've never been that far over. Uh, probably the furthest I've gone over is New Mexico, so be able to see that part of the country it was it was pretty nice and uh getting to know the guys uh some of the guys actually played against in college so it was cool getting to play with them on the same team so yeah it was pretty pretty enjoyable what do you how brutal are the bus trips and and um and plus you mentioned getting the nap at the hotel you're not exactly staying at the five-star hotels at that level either right uh there's some actually uh nice hotels you'd be surprised really uh, some not so much but like in, uh, I guess it was Grand Junction. They put us up at a really nice hotel. So just kind of depending on the place. But yeah, the bus trips, those were, you know, you got a full team of grown guys all packed onto one bus. So uh, it was pretty cramped. But, you know, it's part of, I guess it's just part of the experience of minor leagues. Yeah. Well, the next year you went to High A Wilmington, 2014, 2 ERA, 24 stars. You, again, 113 Ks and 125 innings. I love these strikeout numbers, by the way, if you can't tell. <laughs> so the, the ERA was uh, second in the Carolina League, the 2-5-2, second in the entire league. So your favorite memories, uh, you all hear about how great the fans are in Wilmington. What was that experience like? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, like I said, uh Obviously, blessed enough to not have to you know, skip a level, go to high A, and uh, you know that was a that was a fun year. Um, I think my best experience, obviously, would have been going and uh, we played the All Star game at, at our home field and mm-hmm. getting to play against the team from California and just that whole experience of uh, you know people. You know, we had a huge autograph signing and everything. There's so many people out there and. Uh, my family got to come up and watch that, and you know that was a that was a really great uh, experience. Um, you know, being an All Star game and everything. Yeah, you had what you threw a one two three inning in that game, right? Yeah, it was, 
it was quick inning, you know, like eight pitches. No strikeouts, though. So. Oh, wow. That does nothing for me, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to get the one an inning, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't get it. <laughs> well, last year, another big year for you. So 10-7, and 3-5-6 between 26 games at Northwest Arkansas. You had the one in Omaha. I'm assuming the one in Omaha is probably the one you don't want to talk about or think about, right? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit rough. But, yeah. Yeah, but you, were, uh, but you were third in the Texas League, though, man. And, and wins and ERA, you won Pitcher of the Year for Northwest Arkansas as well. You guys played in the playoffs last year. I mean, what what a year. You know, the Texas League uh, last year in Northwest Arkansas. What was that like? Yeah, that was a lot of, uh, a lot of fun as well. Um, you know, I started off the year kind of rough. Uh, I mean, I was doing okay, but not, not as much uh, as good as I wanted to. And and uh, we had a great pitching coach, Jim Brower. He was uh, really good and real knowledgeable. And, you know, we uh, kind of got a game plan going you know, about how I should uh, attack hitters. Not every game, but, you know, something that would fit me moving forward. And we just kind of ran with it and, you know, started seeing some success and building some confidence in it and, you know, just built on through the second half. The second half was a lot better than the first. And, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, I guess, uh, I didn't didn't make the all-star team, but I guess postseason all-star or whatever. I don't, I don't, I try not to keep up with all that, but, just part of uh you know you go out and do what you can do and all the other stuff works out but yeah it was definitely uh it was awesome to be able to get northwest uh pitcher of the year and get to go to kc and and uh get the award on the field and just that whole experience was amazing in itself I was going to ask you about the the first half versus second half because I I don't have the number in front of me. I think it was like you had like a four two or a four five or something in the first half, and then like dominant like a two ERA or something like that in the second half. What was it? Was it some mechanical adjustment that you and Brower worked on? Was it just experience of the whole jump from high A to double A? Something was it just random? Like what do you think happened? Uh, I think that was a combination of both. Actually, uh, mechanically, it was just I mean it was just the smallest little thing. Uh, I guess a little bit of my tempo, and then maybe I I was stepping just a hair across my body. So we worked on that every bullpen, and it started going, you know, started working. And then, uh, like I said, he helped me. Uh, there was there's definitely a jump, you know, like I said, from high to double A. So what you got away with in high doesn't necessarily work as you move up. So I had to start learning to pitch in, which, you know, I've, I would pitch in every now and then, but. You know, and high, you could get away with just throwing away to quite a few hitters. But uh, as you move up, that's just, you know, he would, Brower called it the slow death. So you just, you know, it might work for a few innings. But as you went on in the game, people are going to start, you know, timing you up and looking away. And they're going to start hitting you. And and when I learned to start pitching in and, and uh, sequencing pitches and learning to read swings and things like that, uh, you know, I was able to, to kind of progress and, and uh, adjusting to the league. Yeah, just wait till you get up here, man. You got what? It seems like a, t- a third of the guys have their elbows over the damn plate now. You know, they're like oh, on I the know. plate. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Who was it the other? Night? I think Ian Kennedy hit somebody whose like, elbows were literally over like the first third of the plate. He's like, how did that hit him? It's, it was a strike. <laughs> oh, I know they're trying to take away half of the plate. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, so last few things for you. Thanks for all your time, by the way. I guess uh, oh, no. one of the things here is, you know, what are you working on most at the moment? Is is there one thing or two things you mentioned? Uh, I think you mentioned what the two seam and the cutter. Is that the main stuff, or is there other stuff too? Um, as far as pitch pitch uh, pitch wise, yeah, those would be the main things. Um, I'm just trying to get something that goes in towards a lefty. You know, uh, 
I can throw a four seam to both sides, but I want to have something that has a little movement that way. And then, obviously, the cutter I started throwing at the end of last year, but uh, it's just not consistent enough. So we're trying to, you know, get that more consistent along as well as the two seam. And, and then, obviously, any mechanical issues, uh, you just kind of uh, attack them as they come along. You try to stay as clean with that as possible. How do you feel that you are uh, as far as controlling the running game? Are you comfortable with where you're at there? Yeah, I think uh, controlling the running game has been pretty good so far. Um, uh, we got Cruz behind the plate. He's been doing a pretty good uh, – you know, I feel comfortable with him back there throwing guys out. So you don't have to be too quick to the plate, but uh, you know you have to at least give him a chance to throw the guys out. Now, but besides the guys at Omaha, you know some of the other levels throughout the organization. Who are some of your best friends? You know, throughout the Royals organization that you've played with or met throughout the last few years. Uh, well, one of my good friends, uh, Glenn Spark, when he's rehabbing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then you got Hunter Dozier, uh, Frank Swindell, Zane Evans, and then obviously Luke Farrell. He's he's up here. Those are kind of the core guys that I've hung around. Glenn Sparkman is the one guy I've been talking about for like two years. I know he had Tommy John, right? Yeah, he had Tommy John. Yeah, that guy, year. man, he's like the mysterious guy that no social media, nobody seems to know much, but the numbers speak for <laughs> themselves. What's is he? Is he close to coming back to extended or anything? Uh, I know. I'm pretty sure he's on doing bullpens now and stuff. Good, so. good. But yeah, uh, yeah you know, he doesn't have any social media. He's He's a, he likes to stay under the radar. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So a, away from the ballpark, what do you do for fun? Like on, on a day off or, you know, got a morning off? Or you, do you sleep in? Do you get up and go golf? You know, what do you kind of do for fun? Uh, some days sleeping in if we have a long game, but I like to get up and go golfing or out here there's some places to go fishing and stuff. So I'll go fishing with, uh, I guess I've been fishing with Malcolm Culver, so he's teaching me a few things about bass fishing. So. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, either golfing or fishing. Uh, there's really not a whole lot else to do out here. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just try to kill time doing that. Had Malcolm on last year. He's a he's a good guy. So uh, I guess uh, last thing for you then, man, is you know what would you like to say uh, to all the Royals fans listening right now? Just thank you for all the support and everything, and congratulations on the World Series this last year, and hopefully we can go out and get another one this year. Yeah, absolutely, man. I know you're, uh, I know you're uh, raising some eyebrows uh, around town, and you know the sports talk radio. We love you here, and and uh, you know it's, it's it's exciting to see you kind of come from under the radar and kind of move up uh, the prospect ladder, man. So looking forward to following you this summer and seeing you throw a couple times there in Omaha, and, and who knows, maybe late this year, next year, we'll we'll see you knocking on the door and, and hopefully making it up here. Uh, hopefully so. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll stay in touch, man. Take care, and we'll talk to you later. All right, thank you very much.